Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope everyone's having a great day. So today we're going to be talking about the co- the co- the crow writer by Kaylin Josephson, published by Sourcebooks Fire. So this is the sequel and conclusion to Storm Crow series. Um, I have to give this book three and a half, four stars, um, because really it's it's the character dynamics that kind of um shifted for me you know in the first novel the character dynamics were really good you know they were structured very well um especially between thyla and kylas and arison you know there was a sort of love triangle going on there um but i think it was clear from the beginning that joseph's plan was always to have thea end up with you know, Prince Arison, because um, he, he has grown a lot. He grew a lot in the first novel, I think, um, and I love the dynamic, their friendship um, dynamic in the previous novel. Um, and, you know, I even appreciated the romance between um, Thea and Kylas. You know, I thought there was something there. There was a very strong connection between the two characters. So even from the beginning, I was a little concerned, you know, how she was going to end up with with uh, Prince Arison. You know, I thought that was pretty obvious. And, and in this novel, it does happen, you know, eventually. Um, so I feel like Josephson backed herself into a corner there. Um, you know, she has Thea run off with um, Kyla's. Arison is sort of put into the friend zone. So, in this novel, um, I think there could have been more done with the character dynamics. I don't think they were as strong as the first novel. Um, it's all very... It, it's done too quickly. You know, There's not enough development into the characters and the characterizations to really draw the reader in and make them invested in these relationships. Um, and with Kylas and Thea, you know, they do break up. And there are some hints there, you know, at a lot of personal issues bridging them. But I feel like, yes, they've become different people. Um, there are different circumstances than what draw them together in the first place. And while it's understandable why they would break up, I think what Justice fails to do is capture that, you know, and capitalize on that and really give an in-depth um, evolution as to why they are breaking up. You know, Kylas has a lot of issues, um, but we don't really see, see them come into play. It's, he doesn't like war. He doesn't like fighting. You know, he's been stuck in that life for far too long. So I think the fact that he's being drawn into this war um, you know, it's really doing something to him. You know, the the reader can see it, but, you know, it, there's something really powerful there, like some very strong PTSD that I think Kyla, that, that I think Josephson could have explored a little bit more to showcase why they're breaking up and why Thea is really understanding, because otherwise it just comes off as very clean. It's a very clean breakup. Um, and they do remain friends. But it's it's almost like an afterthought, their relationship. Um, there's not really a whole lot of um, 
development into why they're breaking up and I really wish there had been because there's definitely something there especially with Kyle as I know he's not the main protagonist but he's going through something that I think should be explored um but it wasn't explored that's just my personal take on it I felt like their relationship was cut way too quickly into the novel without really developing the why it was cut off um, and that's why I say I think Josephine um, backed herself into a little bit of a corner with them because she wants to get back to developing that relationship between Prince Arison and Princess Thea. I will say that um, their relationship, you know, she does do a lot of focus there. It is well developed, you know. Um, she does trust him, but she also distrusts him at the same time. Um, he is the son of the enemy, but he has risked a lot for her. But it could also be a trap, you know? So she's constantly second-guessing herself, but she has seen a different side to him. She's seen a nicer side, a friendlier side, a kinder side to him. That is the complete opposite of who his mother is. So their development of their relationship, I thought, was very well done throughout the novel. I completely found it believable. And I really did enjoy it because they don't develop just as a romantic couple. They develop as friends as well. And I'm of the mindset that if you're ever going to marry someone, it should be your best friend. Um, I married my best friend. So I, that's probably why I stand by that statement. <laughs> um, so I liked how Josephine develop their friendship as well as their romance you know they coincided very well uh, they offered something to the reader that's believable and relatable and it inspires you know it inspires the reader to be invested in their relationship and who they are as characters and how they're growing throughout this novel um but another thing i think i had uh, another small issue I think I had, you know, it does go back to character dynamics. Thea makes friends way too easily. Um, everyone wants to be her friend. Even the people who don't want to be her friend because they hold grudges um, against her because of her mother's inaction. You know, her mother did do a lot of harm by staying silent, you know, by not offering aid. Uh, she thought she could protect her kingdom, but in that mindset, you know others suffered you know people stay you're stronger together when you're united uh the more inaction you take the easier it is for someone to bring you down you know um i don't know if you've ever seen the 10th kingdom there's a lesson that a teacher teaches um virginia you know when you break a stick you keep breaking the sticks until they're unbreakable when you stack them all together that's kind of like what Thea's trying to get at with this novel. She acknowledges that her mother was wrong, and when she's trying to gain allies, she's like, um, separate, we're easily defeated. Together, we can stand strong, and she's right. Together, they do persevere. But I think, you know, there's a lot of hatred going around for the sins of her mother, and they're just sort of brushed away a little too quickly um, with one of the princesses she fights her um, to show her talent and then after the fight she's like okay I guess you're not that bad I've but it 
you have to also acknowledge, you know, like this is a princess who's been hiding forever. Her people have been slaughtered um, and enslaved. That's a lot of hatred to get over in the span of one fight. So I thought it was a little too easy the way Thea made friends. Um, you know, it served a purpose for the plot, but I feel like there could have been more done with these character dynamics because it's just too easy. Her breakup's too easy. The way she makes friends, it's too easy. And I just think it's unrealistic. You know, the first novel I really loved because I felt like those character dynamics were so well done. They were so well structured. You know, you're dealing with a character who's suffering from depression and has to pull herself out of it. Um, and find hope again. In this novel, yes, you know, you're still dealing with some issues like PTSD and depression and guilt, but, you know, and revenge, but I feel like these are all sort of glanced at. They're not really, oh, except for the revenge one, you know, because Queen Rizelle, she's all about revenge, and um, the Celeste, they're all about revenge, but everything else, you know, I feel like they're just sort of touched upon, I, I don't think she gives as much devotion to these emotions and mindsets as she did in the previous novel, which is probably why I really loved the first novel. Um, so I think it all goes back to the character dynamics. You know, I feel like they're not as strong as they were in the first novel. You know, there's so many characters, and I think she's just trying to sort of um, sidestep them for the plot you know, to make it easier for the plot to progress and um, move forward. That being said, it does move at a great pace, I will say that. Um, I wish there had been more development on the character dynamics, but um, if you're going to lose yourself in the story, you lose yourself in the story because of the magic and the mythology that slowly unfolds and the pacing, you know, the action of the story. Even as the war is coming... You know, that final scene between Thea and Queen Rizelle, it's so amazingly done. The detail, the magic, the structure, the unfiltered range of Queen Rizelle and Thea. I mean, it's so impactful for the reader. I thought that was a great scene. I loved that scene. I loved all the magic that her crow has. I think the exploration of why he has multiple gifts and, you know, this ultimate revelation of where her magic comes from, I think that creates a lot of good intrigue into the mystery and into the mythology of it, unfolding it quite well and quite effortlessly. So I'll say this, you know, the magic, the mysticism, the mythology, the history of the land, those are all done really well and really bring forward, um, a great plot with excellent pacing. So, um, once again, this was The Crow Rider by Kaylin Josephson, published by Sourcebooks Fire. I do encourage everyone to read it. Um, probably won't have the same issues I do with the character dynamics, you know, to each their own. This is my opinion and my review of it. Um, definitely check it out from your local library. And if money is not too tight, please remember to support your local bookseller. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading. <laughs>